Marketing Made Easy, the podcast on this episode. How likely could it be that you could get an Eater and I TV show? <laughs> um, it depends on what the TV show would be about, but I would say that I think I could do that for just about anybody. I would say we'd need to probably work on that over a year. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Marketing Made Easy. Today we are super excited because we are speaking to PR experts Brenda Gabriel. Um, so she was a great interview, actually. Um, I don't know her massively well. We just connected on Facebook and I saw a couple of her posts and I was like, oh, actually, she, she would make quite a good podcast guest because we ourselves need to do more on PR and get ourselves out there more. And so it was a bit of a check her out for us, but also for you guys to, to help you with tips on. It's like a live on-air interview. Because obviously people <laughs> think, oh, I need to get into articles and they need, or they need to maybe try and get on the new very early on we were on the um, BBC we were talking um, about all things social media and business on the radio um, on the radio yeah. not you know we weren't on BBC news on the TV or whatever but you know and uh, everyone's like, next week how did you get that and you know they were really interested in that so but a lot of the time people want to get the publicity but they're not too sure why and they almost just start because they what does she call it a logo um, logo wall yeah of like you know like as seen in red or psychologies or forbes or whatever and actually why <laughs> why do you want to do it why is it valuable to your business what you know and that's what we go into in this episode so it was really interesting insight into that world and what i loved as well which you'll hear is um that uh why she ended up in this because she the, i'll let her explain but um a, a freak accident led her to not wanting to do what she did before which i can understand why but this is what happens to people isn't it didn't we do one the other day saying how your worst day can end up being your best day yeah. and so yeah it happens all the time so let's get into it if you're enjoying marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate review and subscribe i'm brenda gabriel and I am, in essence, a publicist and business growth strategist or, or consultant, I like to call myself. So um, I sell myself generally as a publicist because it's easier for people to know that that means that I'm going to get them into the newspapers but in or onto the TV because that's what most people think is meant by um, PR or publicity. But the other side of that is I like to take quite a holistic view when I'm working with clients because I honestly believe that you the best PR comes about as a result of making sure that everything else behind the scenes is going well as well. So I like to get my hands sort of all over people's businesses and um, as, as well as sort of looking at making them famous in essence. So that's it in a nutshell. So what's your background? How did you get into this? Well, it's a bit of a strange one, actually. Um, and it starts with um, being run off a bike by a man <laughs> in a van. Oh, wasn't <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> I spent 11 years as a civil servant um, working um, for the legal department, the British legal department. Um, and, you know, so I was going to be a career civil servant. That was the plan. And I joined a boot camp. So I was getting really fit and I was planning on, you know, um, doing like competitions and stuff. And then on the way to boot camp one morning, I got run off my bike by a van because he sped up instead of slowing down to give way. Um, and then I ended up on the floor. And one of the first thoughts I had was, oh, my God, I could have died a civil servant. At which point I was like, <laughs> <laughs> at which point I was like right, I think that means I need to do something with my life. And, and, and But I had How no clue what that was at the time. So um, to fast forward, fast forward a month later, I discovered I was pregnant. And then I was like, wow, OK, so just as well that the accident happened when it did could have been a lot worse and then fast forward another sort of seven months and then the opportunity to leave um leave the department came up um what do they call it voluntary 
like voluntary redundancy. Yeah. yeah, and so I decided to take them up on the offer because I don't know for anyone who has worked for the civil service, it's not a bad offer that they give you, especially if you've been working with them for some time. So I left with almost a year's salary, which wasn't too bad, um, so that I could work it out. But I had no clue what I was going to do. So initially I left and then thought about selling hair extensions. <laughs> um, and then yeah. after that, you know, I did a little bit of um, MLM for an energy company or something. And then um, and then I looked into property, but it was only when I went on this property training that I realized, oh my God, marketing is amazing. Like if people just knew how amazing marketing would be, you know, getting themselves out there. And if they knew all of these things, um, because I'm quite interested in psychology. So the psychology mm-hmm. aspect of marketing and how you get, you know, influence, power of influence um, really sort of, got me excited and then what happened was I then took that little bit of knowledge that I had to a I asked one of my friends who had a friend who ran a PR agency and I took that knowledge and I just basically blagged my way into this agency and I was like look I can get you to the first page of Google we can do this we can do that with you um and for some reason she let me in <laughs> she let me through the door it's all about personality, though, I genuinely think. You know, if you click with someone and think, OK, I can teach them anything, but if they've got that personality and you obviously just shined and looked like the kind of person who could just keep going until you achieved your aim. For whatever reason, she let me, she opened the doors to me. And so I started off doing marketing for the PR agency. But as time went on, I was able to take on some PR projects and realise that the, the, there were similarities between the two. Um, and so I kind of veered off into that for a while before I left Um I went back into marketing after leaving her actually for a little while and then realized that my passion really did lie with the more PR side of things because I was doing a lot of social media marketing. You two experts, I'm sure you know loads about that um, and how much of a thankless task it can be doing (laughs) doing social media management. You're doing it for other people, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because they don't realize like how much work goes into it. So the same as publicity, really. So then that's it, basically. I then decided to go solo. Um, as as the years have progressed, so I've been doing it now for about seven, eight years. Um, and as the years have progressed, I've kind of um, developed my own method of, of PR. And like I said, I kind of combine that with business growth as well as actually looking at the emotional aspect of preparing somebody for being in the public eye, because I think that's really important. There's no other agency I'm aware of that actually kind of looks at that as well. So that's that's how I got to where I am now. You hear it all the time, don't you? You start a business and then you hear, well, okay, I better market myself. And then you start hearing like, uh, well, you see other people in like um, magazines or, you know, the whole, oh, we've been featured in Red, Psychology, it's Forbes. You know? <laughs> all of them without fail who say so-and-so approached me and wanted me to go in. None of them ever talk about their, the bits, they the effort they put in. Yeah, they yeah. make out like, yeah, all these opportunities came. So what, like, if you were to if somebody came along and they were like right okay I've got this great business I'm doing really well and they've just started they've done all the social media and whatnot but they just need that next level what would be the the first steps for them to be going about taking it really depends on where you are in your business and this is where I probably differ to many um, publicists so I would say if you are still running quite a small scale business and when small scale I'll say anything up to about six figures I would say by all means start doing your own PR if you are sort of six figures and above sort of multi six figures I just don't think you should waste your time simply because of the way your business is going to be set up I don't think you should waste your time doing your own PR that's something that really frustrates me in the industry that not many people actually talk about the differences between doing DIY PR versus actually outsourcing and most people don't really know why they should do either so for me personally DIY PR is for somebody who's got a much smaller um, operation and they have time to spend on actually studying um, journalists, because that's one of the things that you have to do. You've got to read and study publications. You should study the journalists that you 
think or want to write about you. If you want to get on a particular podcast, you should be listening to that podcast, listening to the guests, looking at the angles and thinking about, and this is why I'm saying this is the stuff that actually takes time to do. So if you've got yeah. time, that's great. If you're not and you're running like several businesses or several operations, you don't really have the time to do that. You know, so I, as a publicist, you know, I have to sit and listen to um, podcast. If I, I have to listen to a podcast before I, I get on it and just to get a gist about it or research the people that I'm talking to um, and that's standard so um, in terms of advice for somebody if you are a small um, in a smaller operation just look at the publications that you really like think about the publications that your audience are likely to be reading don't just look at somebody else who's in Forbes or whatever or because yeah don't go for Forbes for the sake of being in Forbes yeah. because I, I never read Forbes man in my life so do you know like although it looks good on people but a lot of people you know, do hey, I've blown our Forbes chances here haven't I <laughs> no but I think Anna's right because I think a lot of people read Forbes when their friend has been in Forbes or when someone yeah. they know has been in Forbes there aren't that many people whereas I had a conversation with a client the other day and I said can you ask your audience what they read because that's one of the things that I get people to do so oh, you idea. know um, ask your audience what they read so that's another piece of advice yeah. ask your audience what they're actually reading and she said oh yeah and she said I tried that before and it didn't it didn't go brilliantly and I was like that's because you asked the wrong question so I said no what you've got to ask them is where do they find out about their um things to do with their um area of expertise and where do they read about their view of the world like where do they find out about what's going on in the world and I said because for me I read the metro and I read um, Evening Standard and Daily Mail, always on the Daily Mail. And I'll do Google alerts. And she was like, oh, right, yeah. So anyway, she asked the question. And then all of these floods came back from people, of, you know, Daily Mail and whatever. And I said, well, that's why I've already pitched you for them, so, yeah. you know, for those publications. So because I already had an, an indication as to who she was, the kind of people you know where people would be following her. So that's one thing that I advise anyone to do. If you're thinking of getting in a publication, study the publication and don't just study the publication study exactly where it is that you want to get in so if you so for instance harper's bazaar has a has a feature called um work it out or something like that which is where it showcases women who are killing it in their industry so you've got to look and read work it out look at what they've said about that specific person and then learn to pitch in that way to um you know that particular article or that particular journalist who's doing it um and like i said most people the good the the secret to getting good pr is preparation it's like anything right you've just got to prepare for it um, and if you're a little bit higher up the echelons in terms of how much you're earning um then i would look to hire a decent pr agency but prior to doing that i would have a think about what it is that you actually hope to achieve from mm. pr um, because it's all fine and dandy having a lo what i call a logo wall which is where you know as seen in and blah 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 but that's just part of it. And I can't stand that type of PR. Like it, it's, and you I know what I've noticed like as well? People are in those things, but not for the thing that they do. So what they yeah. do is they'll like get in like, we could, for example, Anita has a blend, you no, know, really like cool blended family. Like, cause obviously um, her husband used to be married. She used to be married. They've got both lots of kids. They could get into a newspaper or whatever about their blended family, not about the Get Savvy Club, but the blended family. And then they could say, as seen on, or you could get like an embarrassing story or whatever and, and have that on there and then say, oh, I was, I was in that for that. But that's not. Or a dear Deirdre problem. Are they still going? You could write in about your dysfunctional. <laughs> as featured in the sun <laughs> yeah so it, it's that kind of i've seen that gaming the system in that kind of a way thing is though if you're going to do those things you've got to be honest about it i personally as a publicist because pr is about reputation management it's a bit that people forget when you're starting the journey it's about building up 
a profile. But when you get to a certain level, it's about managing your reputation. So if you're going to mm. look back in a couple of years time at something that you did about, you know, for instance, uh, I don't know. Let me, there is a, there are a couple of examples. I don't really want to like. <laughs> she don't want to say. She's got loads in her head. I can see by her face. Uh, yeah, you don't, I, we won't. No, we won't tell anyone. It's just between us. <laughs> I don't really want to embarrass anyone, but I will say mm. that there have been instances of people that I have known that I thought that they had a really good opportunity to be in a big newspaper. Let's just say. Um, have a photography shoot, you know, and all of that kind of stuff going with it. And then the story has gone live and they have been slaughtered by the public because of whatever angle was going on. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't always go. Yeah. And it doesn't always go well. And if I had been in the position to advise them, like if, I, if they'd have hired me rather than gone down the path. And this is why I'm a bit dubious about DIY PR. Um, mm -hmm. DIY PR is great if there's nothing contentious. But if you if you don't have a strategy and you don't really know how um journalists work and stuff you know because at the end of the day you've got to remember that they're going for an angle and they have to go for what sells uh, mm. for them and so you yeah, have yeah. to remember when you're putting a story out right what is in it for the reader what is in it for the journalist who needs to get paid for this what's in it for the publication and what's in it for you and you kind of need to do this sort of win 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 um yeah, thing yeah. in order to get yeah. a great story and i'm quite good at doing that particularly for tabloid press so when my clients have got into the tabloids it hasn't been for something really salacious it's actually something that is that fo that focuses on them and their expertise but still gives the, the the audience what it is that they want out of it and then has resulted in people being called up for tv you know to be on gmtv and or good morning britain as it's now called um and you know their own sort of reality tv shows and stuff and that's the, that's the key to actually getting the right sort of coverage but i just think to people beware of what you're putting yourself forward for and just sort of think ahead in five yeah. years time if it's something that'll be there want forever to won't it in five years time do you want that clip of supermarket sweep that your business partners forced you to go on to be shown <laughs> but actually brenda that's a really good point in that so why, as a small business, why do you want publicity? You know, it's all very well saying as featured in and you might think, oh, that'll give you more gravitas and get you further and what have you. But you talk about making sure you're in it for the right reasons. Why? Why bother? OK, so on a, on a lower level or starting out level, I think that one of the best reasons, and it isn't one that other people would say, but one of the best reasons is it gives you total clarity about what it is that you are selling, what your why is and who you're doing it for and who needs to know about you. Because you cannot get PR if you're not clear on all of those things. Yeah. Whereas you can kind of muddle your way through business, kind of doing your thing without without ever really getting any clarity around it. It's the same with marketing, isn't it? When when we start showing people how to use social media, they're like, oh, well, you're starting with me and what I do and who my ideal client is. Because until all that's sorted, you can market whatever you want, but it's not going to have an effect. It's the same thing, I guess. It is because, um, and people don't realise this, but PR is like, I mean, PR can be seen as a branch on its own, but PR actually comes under the marketing umbrella. Yeah. It is a type of marketing. So, um, you know, you, we've obviously got social media, as you mentioned, but yeah, so one of the reasons is because it gives you total clarity. The second reason is because it gives you a much wider audience really quickly. So it's, um, I like to leverage things. For me, PR is all about leverageability, right? Because if you manage to reach that one right person, or multiple of right people, you can get much faster, quicker results. And also from what you've just said about the as seen in logo, it gives you instant credibility, right? Because um, yeah. PR is all about whose authority or whose credibility you're leveraging off. And if you think about it, we do it all the time anyway. If you take a picture next to Richard Branston, 
it doesn't matter what that photo was taken for. The fact is you've actually been in the, in the breathing space of mm. Richard Branson. So people are going to think you're really cool or you must be yeah. someone quite important. Um, and it's the same thing with PR. If you're in certain publications or you've had certain stories or you're on certain uh, news station, then people are going to be like, oh, right, this is a serious business. This isn't just a, a bad. Mm. And, and actually, I think PR is probably one of the best ways to win over people who actually know you. In some ways, what I find with, with my, many of my clients is that um, it's, it's quite easy to get strangers involved in what it is that you're doing if you sort of position yourself in a particular way. But to actually win over like your friends and family, they need to see that loads of other yeah. people love you yeah. um, for those reasons. And so PR um, is a really great way of people sort of thinking, oh, wow, so you're not just doing a one man's dog jobby. You know, this is actually yeah. a proper business because yeah. somebody else talking about you like even going on like local radio when we very first started working together just going on local radio to like because they need things about the news or that's connected with social media and things and seeing that you have they've chosen you to go on that that local like radio station to talk about that thing over and above all the other um marketing agencies that might be in leicestershire for example where we are people all of a sudden think oh okay you talked about a pitch um, so, you know, do your research, find out what you want to be on and why and what will be, you know, give you gravitas and longevity in your business, blah, 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 blah. And then think about how you're going to pitch. So what is a pitch? What don't don't you do? What are really bad examples that you've seen? You know, how do you how do you do that? OK, right. So some really quick, quick and dirty ways to do it. Journal request hashtag mm. on Twitter is brilliant. You actually have journalists who are actually already looking for things. So if you're going to go down that path. You can, you can actually go straight onto Twitter um, or there's also Harrow, H-A-R-O, um, and they're always asking for people, but it's always, it's called, it stands for help a reporter out. So very last yeah. minute, these people will be looking for information. So that makes it easy because they've already told you what they want. If you're going in colds to pitch something, um, what you want to think about is what is it that makes you interesting? So there is like, uh, there is an acronym, but I can't even remember it now. But in essence, what you want to do is make sure that you are relevant in some way, shape or form. So the story needs to be relevant and you need to know which audience your story is relevant to. So for instance, I have a client on board at the moment who's having a miracle, miracle babies, um, you know, after, after child loss. That is something that is has national relevance because it's something that affects lots of women. If we were talking about something that had happened in a local area, um, you know, somewhere up north, then, you know, then we would think about uh, approaching local news about it. But in this instance, we can approach local news and we can approach national news um, and we can pitch that and sort of say, this is of interest because this is something that lots of women, and sometimes if you can bring statistics to the table, so you can say, you know, this, I'm not necessarily doing this, but for argument's sake, I can say so many women lost babies or so many women had rainbow babies after such a period of time. You know, this is something that tends to happen to women of a certain age, the same age as my client this is something we want to talk about so depending on which publication i was going with i can actually bring something to the table and say hey you know or in light of another thing you can do is news jacking or news pegging so obviously the fact that Meghan markle for instance lost um, or the duchess of sussex lost a baby um you know last year and she's now back in the news we can mm. now say you know in light of Meghan and her baby loss we'd like to talk about so you just look at look for things that are going on um in the media at present and then see how you can jump on them i i personally have done some news jacking in the past couple of days for myself um off the Meghan markle thing because obviously i'm a woman of color so i've obviously used that as a, a reason to get into the metro um speak to somebody for something called video blog and a couple of other publications and i'll probably write an article as well off the back of that because it will get traction because there are people out there mm. already looking for that sort of thing so that's yeah. um, so that 
that's one of the best ways, like they call it news pegging or news jacking. It's just like getting on the back of the news in order to get yourself ahead of the game. So yeah. always be on the lookout for things. Google alerts are brilliant for this. Set yourself Google alerts for anything that's in your business. So if you're a sales expert, Google alerts for what's going on in sales. If you're a marketing expert, you know, let's see what's going on in the world of marketing. So when's all coaching or anything like that. And then when the alert comes up, you can then say, oh, right, somebody thinking about this or talking about this. Let me see which publication, you know, whether I can say uh, as a follow up to your article on X, I'd like to put forward this or I'd like to talk as an expert on this because you left this out of, you know, here's another yeah. angle. Mm. What about you might completely disagree with this, but I think um, often it's like negative angles. Um, journalists are more keen on a neg- negative a- angle. And I'll give you an example. So um, about a year ago, Anna and I were talking at the Leicester Business Festival and uh, we had a venue, which was a really nice restaurant and bar. We'd like, it had a capacity of 50, so we had 50 seats booked. Um, and then three days before, the venue kind of just closed and they had like, lots of money problems, blah, blah, blah. So we were like, oh my God, got to find another venue. Um, so we put it out on social media, obviously, and had loads of offers and ended up, you know, in the Curve Theatre. So we had bigger capacity, it was a better venue it's lovely and it was great and it was all sorted out in a couple of days thanks to social media networking contacts all that kind of thing but because this venue closed loads of people had booked things and they lost money or they lost business opportunities and so actually the local paper did call me and say oh um you were had a something booked there you know what do you think and I said oh it just made me realize how great the local business community are loads of people helped us blah 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 not a sausage in the article because I think it was quite positive whereas all the quotes were from people like I've lost money this is terrible how can they do this to us and it was all quite negative and I think often the press prefers to jump on like criticism and negativity and you know blame and all that and if you're just coming out with a this is really great story it's kind of just you know tumbleweed am I wrong in that or no, that no. There's definitely some truth to that. You can um, negative, whether we like it or not, negative news sells. But like yeah. I said, the way to make sure that you can avoid that is by kind of hitting in with the, you know, if you could have. So, for instance, if you could have, for argument's sake, obviously you wouldn't necessarily do this. But if you found a way of sort of saying, right, you know, this is something that happens to so many X percentage of events across the country, um, or you know, it's linked to something to do with the local economy or something. So, if there was a way to kind of attach that story to something else that's going on or something yeah. else that other people may find relevant you could have found a way to get the to get the attention i personally don't like working on negative um storylines but i still manage to get placements because um I, i'm always looking for the relevance angle as long as you go down the human interest angle which is like when we when we're going to feel emotions about something so if you can tap into any kind of emotion about something with what you're writing about you know where, it's, where people are thinking mm. oh that's so sweet oh my god that's amazing or oh i'm so happy for this person then you're gonna then you're usually on to a winner because because emotion sell as well as yeah. um, negativity selling emotion also sells so if people can feel an emotional connection to you they can be inspired by you or they can be really excited by something that you're doing or they can just learn something new then you can you do have a chance to sort of get in with something good news and that's one of the reasons that I'm actually in PR because I want to see more of those sorts of stories go out about people more of the good stuff it is it is nice to see positive stories but you're right you know if you're gonna like um the think think about the things you consume you're more likely to like go oh god that's terrible that's happened because it makes you feel a bit better about your own you know shitty life or whatever than to hear about someone who's doing really well and they've not even seemed to try very hard and that's why the rags to riches tales work so well right yeah. because it's like you know, nobody, nobody's that interested in somebody who kind of was born in a middle class family and then did really well. You know, they <laughs> want to hear 
We want to hear that you couldn't eat, you know, you, you, your parents couldn't feed you. Uh, That's why you have to sit in the shadows at the Get Savvy Club, Anita, and I need to shine because you are the privileged one. No one's interested. <laughs> my mum was a nurse and my dad was in the army. What privilege is that? <laughs> it's not exactly a silver spoon. But what I, what I love about what you said there, Brenda, is like you have to work with what you've got and not, and like you said with the Meghan Markle thing, you're like, like you say, you're a woman of colour, so you know you you know utilize wherever you are whatever like work with us the fact you know you know so what that loads of people were single moms but we were single you know we were single parents well you know we obviously went through that thing and like you've got to look at all the all the angles that you've got to to sort of get in front of people and be relevant and not be worried about that kind you know actually the things that other people or you might think or have a bit of a chip on your shoulder about or whatever like for me being from a poor family or whatever actually you know when we are multi-millionaires it'll be like oh gosh she came from that background and now she's there. and that that sells doesn't it so it's about looking at where you're where you're at what you've got and what you can but it's hard what, what angles you can get the British way is to just not complain. You go, well, it's fine. You know, <laughs> I was living in a hut or, or a cave for 14 years, but it's fine, it doesn't matter. I'll just carry on and I won't whinge about it. Some do it too <laughs> much though, don't they? Some some do it like the late on really. People that you know, have like they didn't really have it that hard, but they, they make it sound like yeah. it was really a lot harder than it was. And then and actually, then when you get to know them a bit better and you see the holes in the story, like actually no, you didn't because you were from that particular area and actually that's not that bad. And what about, didn't you say this had happened to you? So, yeah, you got to be careful with it. You can't be, you know, you've got to be tr actually true to yourself, not just uh, go over the top with, you know, you can exaggerate it, but not too much because, yeah, ultimately you'd get found out, don't you? Yeah, just just make sure you watch what you're playing. Mm. Just to kind of come back to your point, because you touched on a, an interesting point about, you know, if you're, yes, people do want to hear the sob story to a degree, but also, like you said, it's really important to sort of dissect yourself as a person. So, you know, for argument's sake, I as a, as a, black woman could have said right you know I I've got something to talk about with the whole Megan thing however I've got a client who isn't a black woman she's female but she isn't a black woman but she had another angle um to kind of go forward with the Megan thing which was the powerful women who know their mind are often seen as narcissistic and the ones yeah. who are encouraging their partners so you can see how someone who isn't from a you know necessarily negatively affected impacted in the same way that I am can actually peg on the same story and come at it yeah. from a different angle. So for someone like you, Anita, for instance, obviously the NHS has been in the news all the time for the past year. So the fact that your mum was a nurse is something that we could then sort of... Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Didn't even think it... So that's why sometimes you need someone like you to look at it and go, well, this is what we could do with that. That's why you hire people, isn't it? Again, people think, yeah. I could just do it myself, get a PR person in, in place. And, you know, it can't be that hard. And you're right. We've, you know, I've heard of things like the Jano request hashtag and the, the Harrow. I've signed up for um, Harrow or whatever you say it. Say it. But, um, but actually somebody else just looking at it from a fresh pair of eyes and thinking, have you thought of this or what about that? And just the contacts that obviously you would have built up over the years that, you know, the average person trying to run a business um can't it's like when people work with us we help them fast track the social media and we just tell them the bits that they need to do and make it easy and keep them on rather than wasting hours and hours and hours when actually they're supposed to be running their own business and doing the thing that they love doing not spending hours doing social media if they work with us we're like no don't do that just do this this will work um well, that's a good point actually if you are trying to do it yourself 
what kind of level of just being ignored means you've just got to keep plugging away and it is working and you're doing okay versus actually what you're doing is obviously not working and change it up a bit you know because you can expect to be ignored a fair bit I imagine you can because journal um I know I personally receive something like 200 emails a day and I'm not even like wow. a journalist a journalist can re- receive um anything up to sort of a thousand emails a day sometimes it's a ridiculous amount so unless it's really interesting so um things point to know make sure that you make the header you know make it clear in the header pitch for x article mm. of x, you know of x magazine it becomes really easy for the journalist mm. to say right yeah that i'll have a look at that or i won't look at that um so that's one thing follow-up the fortune is in the follow-up the yeah. same expression follows up with with it, it applies to pr as well if you if you if you message someone once and they haven't got back to you give it like three days and then just say i'm bumping i often say i'm just bumping this up and then i'll get a response back there saying oh hi yeah sorry missed your last message mm-hmm. blah, blah 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 sometimes it's enough well if you've got a relationship with the person you might just say mm-hmm. i'm just bumping this up but if you haven't then you would go back and say hi i'm just checking to see if you've seen my last um the, my last email about this and then what a good thing to do is to add an extra little angle that you didn't cover in the first email so it's not like just a it doesn't feel like a waste of, yeah. a, of an email so just yeah. say, oh, I didn't, I didn't let you know. Like for instance, I, d- I forgot to let you know that my mum was a nurse and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, just to let you know, this may have an interest because I saw in the news X, Y, Z happened. Um, and then you might actually get a response back to that. So I think maybe if you've tried once or twice, maximum three times, then let it go basically. Because yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're, like they're too busy. Um, and I would just say, if you're getting, I think if you try pitching like 10 people and you don't get any response back, then I'll say you need to go back to the drawing board and have look a look at what you're doing. Yeah. 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 But don't, but don't switch off. You so know, so how, how likely could it be that someone like you could get Anita and I TV show? <laughs> oh, time. I would, I would say it depends. It depends on what the TV show would be about, but I would say that I think I could do that with just about anybody, but I would say in terms of like fame, which is what I, I oh, like no. going through with my yeah. clients, I would say we'd need to probably work on that over a year. But yeah. um, but it could happen. I imagine it could happen before that. But I would just say, you know, in order for everybody to know you and whatever, because we need to look at the angles that we'd be looking at, and what you know. Um, unfortunately, not, I'm not saying this about you two because you clearly do because you're doing a podcast and all the rest of it. But not everyone has a personality for TV. Like as an in, as, as lovely and as interesting as some people can be, not mm. everyone has a personality for TV. Not everyone wants they actually get into the thing, actually like what goes on with that. Yeah. Because like yeah, you know, a it's not what you expect, is it? Yeah, actually, yeah. we had a, a lady on a podcast, uh, was it last week or the week before? And um, she uh, she had this thing where she, she, she'd never done TV in her entire life. And she just, it was Katrina. She did this vision board and she said, I want to be on TV. So she, she literally went to Twitter and she started, um, you know, making relationships and stuff. She's in Australia, by the way. So she got herself in with the home and away people, went all the way to like, actually getting offered something in home and away she didn't realize that home and away is like all um all shot in a basement like in a warehouse you know like and actually the the places aren't real I mean I don't know how she didn't know that because you see the sets moving don't you we've known that since we were kids we're like the UK um and uh yeah so she did all that and then got offered this part and was like do you know what I can't do this turning up every day and working in like essentially it's not what she she thought it'd be and I, I guess that's the same for you know people getting into tv to do um pr pr stuff it's like it's not uh, th- what you imagine it to be not at all and i mean you've got to know what you're getting in for it's, I, I, and that's one of the reasons that i really look at the emotional aspect because becoming a public figure even like there's a massive difference between 
being slated or being attacked on social media to actually being in a newspaper and having that happen. And I, I mean, I'll give you an example of when I put myself in the press because um, I did suffer a miscarriage uh, a few years ago and I decided that because I didn't realise you could actually have funerals for, for babies who, you know, who were miscarried. Oh, I didn't realise that either. So this is why I did the story, because I was like, oh, my God, I had no idea. And it, it really helped with the closure. So we had a funeral. Um, we had my um, my Samsung camera phone. Um, we got a, I, I took some photos and then we got like, uh, you know, someone at the funeral home to to actually do that for us as well. Take a couple of photos. So anyway, this story went live in the Daily Mail and then it got copied, replicated across the board and the sun took it up. And then some of the comments underneath that were like, Oh, so you, you, what was it? It was quite a mean one, actually. It was like, oh, so you've, so you've lost your baby and this, that and the other. And you just so happen to have a photographer on standby to actually take photos of this, of this, you know, hmm. upsetting moment. Because people have these presumptions. And so, like I said, yeah. I put myself in these situations because I can't help guide someone else through that if I've not kind of been through similar things hmm. myself. Yeah. I can help people understand what that's going to be like and what to anticipate. But it just goes to show that how what the perspective can be, what you can put out mm. versus what it is that people take away from it. Whereas I think it was in the Daily Mail, it was all very, oh, this is so heartbreaking and thank you for sharing that with us because we weren't aware of the fact that, you know, this was the thing, which is what I wanted it to be, not, yeah. a, oh, look at me. <laughs> There's always somebody out there who will be negative, though. And if it's not about what you're talking about, it'll be about what you look like or what you're wearing or, you know, all of that kind of thing. Won't or it? like, you, you know, like sometimes you see somebody might have put a really, really good post out and it really, um, maybe it's on social media and it really resonates and it's so great and, you know, it's really impactful and loads of people comment and stuff. And then somebody will like point out that they've used the wrong your or something or that and I, and, you're, and it's like that's your takeaway they've done this brilliant thing of it point out all these things and it's fantastic and your takeaway is to, to go you're the, the right your. Uh, yeah you might spot it, it but what but what what a twat if you that's your thing that you put in there when everybody else is putting these positive things or whatever and then you've just by standby that i think when people put these negative things it's always a reflection of them and some kind of negative um, environment that they're living in and, and that they don't like themselves for whatever reason and they just need to kind of project that out onto other people so you should you know if you can you should just go oh, what a sad person you are I feel sorry for you well I'm in this on. Facebook group and it's a quite a big Facebook group now and it's all about it's all for entrepreneurs and stuff but it's got it's turned into a bit of a cesspit now and it's awful like people put posts out and the, the amount of judginess that goes on in there is just it's, it's horrible but I know if I post something in there there's going to be a percentage of them that just there's there's actually there's about three or four actual individual people that I know whatever I put on there they'll jump on and do some kind of attacking thing right and weirdly I get a bit of a sick pleasure out of that because I find it quite amusing because then I just go back even kinder and not you know like what I do winds the hell out of people up and I just find it interesting but but you've got to have a really really thick to, to put yourself in the public eye in any capacity even having your own business going out there and having your own business means you're you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position but you've you've got to get thick skin and you've got to get it fast really or just a thick business skin you know it does it's not a reflection of you it's a reflection of this person that you put out who is this business person and uh, that's what they're commenting on they don't know you no one really knows you unless you know they know you in real life do they so um you know it's all just pantomime isn't it yeah yeah exactly and, and that's a really good way to look at it it's funny you mentioned that I did I have that happen with a client once who did go viral and um there was then a group she then found a photo of herself in a group where they'd literally 
you know, destroyed her in this group and said some really horrible things. And this group was like 70,000 strong. And that was like her first instance of ever being like, oh, wow, all of these people who dislike me, like, what is this? This is not like anything I've experienced. And I would actually, I'd struggle with that. Having just said all that crap, I'd find that really hard as well. Yeah, but it, and, and then I had to explain when I said, but before you, they were actually dragging Nelson Mandela. So if and so if you kind of flip it on its head and see the fact that yeah. they... You're in good company. Is, yeah, exactly. And that's <laughs> what I mean. Like, if they're doing that, then that literally tells yeah. you that you're on the path for what it is yeah. that you know we're planning for you like and how big we're planning on going because if if they're if you're of interest to them at that level then that that says something right even if it is negative and we kind yeah, of yeah. run it on its head and that helped yeah. is there no such thing as bad publicity then that's crap there yeah. is totally there is totally such a thing as bad publicity bad publicity is what i reckon uh, and i'm going to i'm going to have people go against me on that one but bad publicity is what william and kate just did after yeah. everything happened by having um, by or and Prince Charles as well by having um, or their PR team advising them to have photos taken with black people as a result of the the allegations of oh, racism. I oh, I didn't that. know that. I, I don't keep yeah, the rest of the news very well. It's pretty. <laughs> trans- yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty transparent. So yeah. they, they, you know, obviously a statement was released. Um, which basically didn't say much of anything. Um, and then after that, it's like, oh, right, but we love black people. Was that Look, kind of, I've got oh, a black friend. Black Some of my best friends are black. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, and, yeah. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> so that's exactly what happened. And then obviously, you know, if we look um, earlier than that, what happened with Meghan and Harry obviously hasn't boded well for them over here necessarily. Although I do believe that, that um, the what they did was set up for their American audience. And I think it's put them in the in the light that they need to be in their American audience mm. who are going to be supporting them going forward. I don't think they really cared about what the Brits thought about them because they've already kind of made, made yeah. it clear that they don't really care what we think about them. Um, so I think people have just got to remember when you're doing PR, you've also got, you've got to think about your audience and think about who it is that you're tailoring your content for. But you can't please everybody. So you've got to no. make sure that you're pleasing the people that you want to please. And, and yourself as well. And like, yourself. you know, you've got to be comfortable w- with that decision that you're making. You can't go be like guided that because obviously uh, like there's there's people think oh you would do that for the money or whatever and it's like no there's certain things that you just wouldn't do just for publicity or whatever else you've got to draw a line of what you're comfortable with yourself I think as well um you know you you must have like that like they must know that's that's not a great idea to just be like okay yeah we've got black people here with us standing and we'll put that out and it's well I think they accept advice don't they and often the advice is misguided (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm going to contact the press office and say yeah. no. You <laughs> need help. You need um, me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. There are better ways you could have handled that. But yeah, yeah. No, but but to use Meghan and Harry as an example of, of 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 looking at an audience, like they they needed to basically almost vindicate themselves. Um, it, you know of what had ha- what was said to have happened in the UK, um, and you know that cloud that they kind of left under. And then they needed to be able to open up the US mm. audience, who are the ones who are going to be supporting them, because they've got to they've got to support themselves financially now. Yeah. So you so that so the way they have dealt with things is a very it shows even though maybe people may be thinking, oh god, that was really silly or whatever. If you look deeper, it was very strategic of them to go onto a platform because they don't have social media anymore. So they've so mm. they had to go for a PR platform that was going to make that was going to go global and who else are you going to pick and it and also they chose a black woman because they need to be able to speak well you know, james, corden, he doesn't get bigger james, than james corden on a bus and oprah 
Like, do you know what I mean? And it's like some people say, oh, they want to be left alone. No, they don't want to be left alone. They want a lot of publicity in the right publicity in the right space, no. obviously. So those people are, just leave them alone. That's not what they want. They don't want leaving alone. They want to be seen in a certain way. So like you say, they need to be going about, you need to earn some money now <laughs> to, yeah, to support exactly. themselves. Yeah, from, yeah, and you're right, in America as well, not not here. The interviews were very American style, right? Mm. Sort of, less, yeah. you know, it's not the way that, that we would have done things over here at all. No. So, you know, they focused on that. But that's what you, um, anyone who's listening to this now needs to think about that. Like, who is it you're trying to appeal to? But what do your audience like to see? You know, what's going to make them feel comfortable? But also forget about everybody else who isn't, who doesn't sort of fall into that category, because you're not yeah. going to please everybody all the time. It's a really good point. Um, two questions that we always ask all of our guests. And the first one is, because we are the Get Savvy Club, what makes you savvy? What makes me savvy? Oh, as if gosh, we haven't um, already found that out in this entire interview. By the way, I've loved, I've loved this one. Yeah, so me like, too. Yeah. So anyway, oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh God, I feel really bad for everyone else. Not saying I don't love everyone else's, but you know, no, I just have really enjoyed it. I think what makes me savvy is the fact that I see, um, I see PR differently to to most people, and I see it as just a you know, a small spot, a small part of a major strategy, you know, like I said, it, it runs very, very closely with marketing, which is why I was so delighted to be invited onto this um, podcast, because the, the two are so closely intertwined, but people don't really see it in that way. Um, and also the fact that I really recognize that there is a need to sort of look at the emotional um, and mental aspect of actually putting yourself out there as well, because it's one thing kind of just putting yourself out there. It's another thing, how you're going to feel about it, how you're going to deal with it. And, you know, all of the, all of the the fallout that can come as a result of mm. it. So when we're talking about like crisis management, for instance, that's something that n- n- doesn't really get spoken about, you know, and the best mm. crisis management are the ones where you don't know that it's happened because yeah. that's how well it's been managed. So yeah, so I think that that's what makes me savvy. The fact that yeah. I see it as, a, as part of a whole under the marketing umbrella. And also I, I really do, I am passionate about the aspect of, of mental health under that. And I just want to touch upon the Caroline Flack situation, you know, that took place mm. Last year, that was really sad. But I personally feel that this is why it's so important for for me and other people in the communications industry to actually, you know, just check in on the people that they're working with and check that they're okay with, you know, and they're comfortable with the level of sort of exposure and stuff that they're getting. I do think that we do have a, you know, a role to play in that and and allowing people to speak. I think that's so powerful being in the communications because what we do is we help we help people activate their voices we give them a voice and we allow them to say what they need to so I just think that there's a little bit of support that's needed behind that in order to you know make sure that they're doing that but then they're also supported after that yes a great point the second question we always ask is if you can recommend um, a book to our audience and so if people listen to this and they screenshot it and and put it on social media and tag it we'll send them the book so it can be you know business a development self-help anything like that Okay, so my, I think the book that I, I'm going to put forward is She Lives Limitlessly, actually, right? So that, that, that's the most recent book that I have read. It's by Jane Baker, and it's a book about sales, but selling in your own way. Um, and the reason that I invested in that book is because I actually know the lady that's written the book. And I just love the fact that for, for so long in my own business, I spent ages just trying to, I didn't make any, well, I didn't make a lot of money because I was trying to do things in the way that I'd been told to. So it was all funnels and some low end price and blah, 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 blah. And I was just having a nightmare. And it wasn't until I started selling in my own way and started thinking about, you know, created the products that I wanted to uh, or the service that I wanted to that things actually took off for me in my business so I think it's really important for everybody and I think that if I'd have had that at the beginning like a book like that at the beginning I would have my journey would have been a lot shorter and god knows where I'd be now so um that's what it is she lives 
limitlessly. I've not heard of that, so I'll check it out as well. I like a new book recommendation. Just covers everything that you need for how to pack, you know, what to think about, how to think about how you package your services. And, you know, um, and it's focused on high end selling, which I think personally is really important. I know I think that most of your audience is women, but I think it's really important for us yeah. as women to, to have a high end offering if possible, yeah. um, you know, to kind of just take some of the pressure off because I'm a mum as well. I'm a mum of three and it basically saved my life. If I had to spend loads of time doing all this other stuff, um, a sort yeah. of the lower end, I think it would just yeah, yeah. you shy away I think as women we shy away of having that high ticket offer because we think, oh well just wait till I've been in business a little bit longer and just wait until I've just helped a few more people and just you know it's always yeah. that kind of this, you you know it's there and in you but you almost don't dare yeah. put it out there and ask for it so um mm -hmm. yeah it's just that kind of get, sounds like this book gives people permission to just like get that ready get it out there you know if you can help people why not some really great tips there for anybody who wants to get started as well if people want to hear more about um you and what you do what's the best way and best place for them to find you you can find me on my website which is brendagabriel.co.uk or i live literally on the moment at on facebook so it's facebook <laughs> slash brenda gabriel um, i've got gray hair at the moment so you're on the on the photo anyway so you gonna say you haven't. <laughs> i'm gonna say no you ain't <laughs> lies on the podcast <laughs> yeah no no gray on the, yeah, yeah. Gray on, the, on the photo so yeah you can yeah. go and find me there but um i i mean and this is what i'm talking about with the whole marketing thing right because i should be on linkedin and i should be here and i should be there but actually i just enjoy being on facebook and that's right. where you found me you know and that's where i live that's where all my stuff is but that's not the way that most people well like we do say though to people People don't feel you need to be everywhere at once because if you you find one or two spaces that you can own and they're your own and that's where you feel comfortable um then that's where you should be because there's enough people on facebook for you to never go anywhere else if you don't want to there's enough people on linkedin to never go anywhere else if you want you know what wherever you you know enjoy it's, it's important that you enjoy the space that you are on in social media yeah, that's why this podcast is called marketing made easy because it should be easy and when things are easy you enjoy them Whereas when they're hard, you don't, and then you don't do it. So Yeah, it's like Clubhouse. Lots of people go on Clubhouse and they, they just hate it, but they feel that they should be there. And it's like, well, you you actually don't have to be. And same with LinkedIn. There's people that are just like, yeah. oh, I've tried it. It's not for me. Find one that you really love. And if all of them have got enough people on for you to be able to get a successful business and get enough clients from. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. Awesome. That was really good. You know, I loved that interview. Sometimes, um, sometimes you just click with people, don't you? And uh, I'm the least prepared podcast host in the world and Anna always says have you have you researched this one and I'm like no and I literally truck up and I think well, I'll learn at the same time and you know ask questions based on what they've said and it'll all be very natural and you know I kind of hide behind that old bollocks but um so yeah trucked up to this one not knowing a thing about it not knowing anything about Brenda and thinking oh yeah whatever and um it was, it was really good she um gave some great tips so if you've got a small business and you don't have enough money to do publicity she gave some great tips on how to get it done and why you need to get it done and what you need to do and um and then yeah we're gonna have a chat with her about helping the get savvy club achieve world domination in a short period of time so you know look out for us on the one show sofa <laughs> next year or something so don't forget to um subscribe because we do these every week we do two a week and um don't forget to write us a review and to rate us and then screenshot this episode um and put it on social media and tag anna or i or both of us in and you can win um, a copy of She Lives Limitlessly 
Um, so I'm definitely going to read that. I might, re- I might read it before we send it to you or something like that. Is that wrong? Um, and uh, yeah, don't forget to listen out for this week's quickie. It's bound to be awesome. Anyway, have a fantastic week. Bye. Bye. That was Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club. If you enjoyed it, join our Facebook group. Just search Get Savvy Club.